Welcome to Truly Creepy with Brittany and Sarah. <laughs> the dogs are just going crazy they're just hey, excited <laughs> they're excited that we're at 666 downloads that's all they just I mean, want to celebrate pretty exciting right before <laughs> halloween you know exactly perfect timing so hello yeah. hello. <laughs> hello we're uh we're having some crazy weeks <laughs> Brittany is currently uh, trying to calm down a nine-month-old puppy, so you might hear our little cheerleader in the background of this episode, but I do have a really interesting story um, this week. Very excited to hear it. Um, So I don't really know if you would classify it as, it's been classified as a cryptid, but it's also been classified as like a sleep paralysis demon. So Ooh. it kind of goes both ways, but it is, I, it is, I consider it a cryptid and I'm going to be covering what the Gullah from South Carolina call the boo hag. And I don't know if you've heard of that one before. I this one. Okay. Yay. So I didn't know anything about it until Jenna moved to Charleston and she was told me a little bit about it and how like she's had her own experience with it. And, you know, she, she didn't really understand. I mean, she knew what it was, but I really didn't know what it was. I was like, okay, like, this is interesting. Like I've never heard of this. This Is this some like cool cultural thing? And then I was like, you know what? I want to actually look into it a little bit more. So today we have that story. Yes. My dad is from, South Carolina, and oh. um, so I have heard the boo hag. Okay, so you know about the whole "don't let the boo hag ride you." Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So cool. So you know a little bit. You can add in some too if you if you know some more yeah. information. It's been a while since I've heard the story, but awesome. we'll add in what I remember. <laughs> well, let's get into it. West African peoples were brought to the New World in the 1500s for slavery. And they were brought to Sullivan's Island in the Low Country, which is the Sea Islands of South Carolina. They lived and worked on plantations, farms, paddies, or islands with crops like sugarcane for rum, indigo for its color. To survive this harsh new life, they banded together into communities while living on the islands. Over the centuries, a new culture was born with its own language and folklore. The Gola of South Carolina and the Gishi of Georgia have recognized national culture corridor people can explore. These are some widespread legends of the Gola found all around South Carolina. And the most infamous one is the Boo Hag, which I didn't put like two and two together until I got older, but like one of my favorite shows growing up was Gullah Gullah Island. I love Gullah Gullah Island. I love Gullah Gullah Island. And I didn't, and then, you know, I got older and I was like, oh, Gullah, like South. And I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. So this is where this takes place is in this, this one I'm covering is predominantly in South Carolina. It is in the Gishi in Georgia as well, but they call it something a little bit 
different and and it's it's had variations it's kind of spread that there it's mostly on the cold like the coast the coastal regions i've seen some people say and like europe that they've seen something like this as well yeah but it it predominantly started in in south carolina in the Gullah and their culture back in well into the 1500s so in the low country a creature called the boohag is a cross between a sleep paralysis demon and a vampire so we'll get into that a little bit more the differences between between them in Gullah Gishi culture they believe that people have both a spirit and a soul and once you die your soul ascends to heaven or hell depending on the life you lived and your spirit stays behind to help guide your descendants as part of the ancestor worship that makes up hoodoo if you if you stay but were evil in your life then your spirit actually mutates into a boo hag so basically either you're a okay. spirit guide or you're a boo hag which seems legit yeah, seems legit. I actually kind of, I kind of like the oh. idea of having a spirit and a soul. So, like, you know, Me too. I like that. Your soul goes to heaven or hell, but then your spirit can still stay around and help your descendants and stuff. That, that, I mean, to me, kind of sounds comforting. Yeah, I like that. So, what is the boo hag? A boo hag is a creature of the night. It is a skinless monster with red muscles, prominent blue veins, and eyes that reflect like a cat's. Sometimes it's depicted with flowing white hair, like the hair that grows, quote unquote, on corpses that led many older generations to believe that vampires were coming from the dead to feed because your hair and your fingernails seem to grow, quote unquote, on corpses because the skin dehydrates, the nails and the hair look longer. So that's just kind of where they got that from. Abu hags are said to use witchcraft and evil magic. So like black magic to cause havoc on innocent people and will paralyze you in your sleep like the infamous painting of the demon that sits on your chest in the middle of the night feeding on your life force and subjecting you to nightmares so that part is like the paralysis demon or like we talked about in our last space the hat man it's just this entity thing that just comes and sits and so you wake up and you feel like you're awake but you can't move and you can't speak and it's just this sitting on top of you and it's really scary i've never had it one i've never my, had it but it sounds terrifying one of my kids has had it before and it was freaky so that's that's their main point and i mean this sounds terrifying too because it's skinless you can see its muscles and veins and its eyes Ooh. reflect so if there's any kind of light in the room it's going to bounce off these things eyes and they're going to glow at you like no thank you that sounds horrible so when a hag determines a victim is suitable for writing the hag generally gains access to the home sorry the dog just rolled off the bed <laughs> it's okay because i just burped so we're gonna have to cut that out Let's try this again and maybe I won't burp straight into my microphone. I mean, you know, I was laughing. You burped. <laughs> my laugh probably covered it up. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's see. When a hag determines a victim is suitable for writing, the hag generally gains access to the home through a small crack, crevice, or hole. The hag then positions itself over the sleeping victim, sucking their breath. 
The act renders the victim helpless and induces a deep dream-filled sleep. The hag tends to leave the victim alive as to use them again for their energy. However, if the victim struggles, the hag may take their skin and leaving the victim to suffer. After taking the victim's energy, the hag flies off as they must be in their skin by dawn or forever be trapped without skin, which is the part of them that's like a vampire. They can only be out at night. So I have a question. Isn't there an episode of Supernatural on the Boohags? Yes, there is. They're not called Boohags, though, I believe. It's pretty early on in the series. I can't remember. Yeah. But I remember I, it's like the doctor. I'm going to look it up. Continue. Okay. <laughs> so this, it's, it's, I don't know what would be, I mean, I, I feel like I would struggle to try to get away from the sinks. I wouldn't want it on top of me. But at the same time, if you do, it says it can take your skin, which I'm assuming if it's really taking your skin that you would, you know, die. So, yeah, but that you, sounds really creepy. <laughs> but you feel, but at the same time, this thing is like on you and it's like sucking the breath out of you. So you feel like you're going to die anyways. So I feel like a person's natural instinct is going to be to try to struggle and get away. I mean, so, yeah, I would, I would think so. Yeah, I would think so, too. So because of the way that this happens, an expression sometimes used in South Carolina is don't let the hag ride you. And it is an expression that they believe came from the boo hag legend, which, I mean, that would be the only thing that would make logical sense, at you least know, to me. Since they're saying don't let the boo hag <laughs> right exactly the boo hag so now we're going to get into a little bit more about how to protect yourself from these boo hags now i know for sure that these things are not taking lightly at least in charleston and I will give a couple of examples of that. But like people treat this with a massive seriousness. Like this is not something to play around with down there at all. So there's a lot of information about the protecting country yourself. don't play. No, they do not. <laughs> they do not. So the boo hags are obsessed with numbers. If you place a broom, a hairbrush, or a kitchen colander next to your bed they won't be able to focus on anything else until they have counted every last straw on the broom every hair on the brush every hole in the colander you can place newspapers paste it onto walls like wallpaper and they're said to distract the boo hags from doing their evil deeds because they're compelled to read every word. Other such distractions include leaving up bowls of rice or sand to keep the boo hags busy from counting the grains. Sprinkling salt over the boo hag as it sits on you will make the hag unable to return to its skin and die in the morning. Again, kind of like vampires. This is the trickiest one of them all to attempt, however, and it's best if you wake up to not move so you can survive the night. So, I mean, that kind of, that makes sense too because if you're in sleep paralysis you can't move you want to and you try but you can't so i don't really yeah. see i don't really see how you'd be able to spring sprinkle salt on it so like that would have to be if someone else is also in there and like also witnessing it and they can do it but most of the time when it comes to sleep paralysis the other person's not aware of what's going on yeah no one else is aware it's like something that only you know is happening 
Yeah. And this is kind of where Jenna's story comes into play a little bit. I remember there were a couple of times where she'd seen one in her room and she's woken up and she's seen something in the corner of her room. But her her roommate at the time was like from there and was okay. very serious when it came to these superstitions. And so Jenna was told to put this book like a book by her bed and she'd go to sleep at night. And when she'd wake up, it'd be like on the floor on a different page or she would leave it like closed by her bed and she'd wake up from a nap and it would be like open to the middle of the book. So she had some experiences where she can't explain why the book was open. So she kind of feels like, okay, well maybe this is one of those things that like was reading a book, like it said, and distracted it to not come in. I don't think she ever had any actual like sleep paralysis moments with it. But I know that she did keep like a broom and she kept like a book by her bed just because of what everyone was saying around her. Yeah. So this is the best deterrent for the creature and any other angry spirits. And it actually includes a trip to your local hardware store. You'll need a unique hue of indigo blue, which is called haint blue. Haint is the other name for them. Haint, H-A-I-N-T. That's another okay. another name for them. So you need a indigo blue paint called haint blue. In Gullah, the word haint means spirit and usually refers to more malevolent poltergeist that we are familiar with in movies and in ghost stories. When the European colonists came to the New World, they tried many different crops in the colonies to see what they could grow that would represent the best economic bang for their buck. Indigo is a crop that is so labor-intensive that its beautiful color was considered blue gold. A Southern belle named Eliza Lucas in the 1730s painted the first indigo plants on one of her father's three plantations in Charleston. While indigo was grown in both Jamestown, Virginia and New Amsterdam, which is currently New York City, it did not grow well in these areas. The Charleston plants were successful in the low country and became the biggest exploited item in the new world in a few short years. Since the dye is so labor intensive, the farmers needed exper- experienced workers. Various African cultures worked with this crop for almost half a millennia at that point. The need for indigo cultivators spurned on the kidnapping and enslavement of hundreds of thousands of people in the West and Central Africa. They used the dregs of the dying vats and mixed the blue with lime and other chemicals to make Robin's egg blue, which became known as hand blue. So it's kind of like a Tiffany blue. Okay. It's really pretty, but it's kind of like a Tiffany blue. It was so close to the color of both the sky and the sea and the coastal little country of South Carolina that it became used to keep evil spirits away. Painting the hand blue on window seal shutters, doorways, and even on veranda ceilings cut the spirits of boo hags away. The color would cause confusion as the ghosts would think they had stumbled upon a body of water, which they cannot cross, or stepped out mm-hmm. into the open sky and would be swept away by the wind or killed by the sun. It is cheap and relatively easy way to keep away spirits of the, these boo hags, which... If you go down to, to Charleston and you actually like take a close look, 80 to 90% of these houses have this haint blue somewhere. They either have like one of the trims mm-hmm. around the window seals. They have, again, the ceilings of the verandas, their doors, any of these things you will see on a lot of the houses around there. It's, I mean, they, I wouldn't say that they're scared of it, but this is like so like in their culture that it's everywhere everywhere yeah 
it's very much in the culture there. Yes, very much. To many Gullah people living in South Carolina's sea islands and coastal plains, the boohag is very real, whether steeped in simple folklore, passed down from generation to generation, or based on actual occurrences, cultural legends are important to society, and many South Carolinians wholeheartedly believe in this Gola legend. There is a little children's book, and I tried to find it, and I couldn't find it, but it's called Precious in the Boohag, and it's by Patricia McKissick and... I cannot pronounce this other woman's name and I apologize. I cannot say the first name, but the end of it's John Moss and it came out in 2005. And here's a little sim- summary of it. It's so interesting to me. The boo hag is a legendary creature from the Gullah of South Carolina. Children will be delighted by this rollicking rhythmic original tale about the courageous girl who is too clever to be fooled by Perella, the boo hag. Precious has a stomach ache, so she stays home alone with the rest of her family goes out to plant corn. Brother warns his sister that the boo hag might try to get into the house, but the others assure Precious that the boo hag will not come in to bother her. Left alone, Precious sings a song to comfort her as a reminder not to let Perella inside. Sure enough, Perella shows up and wants to come inside the house. Precious refuses to let her in, but the boo hag tries to fool the little girl by changing into various forms. Each time the boo hag transforms, Precious realizes that it was the boo hag. She screws up. She screws up her courage, which I guess then it's just kind of like she builds up her courage. Sings her song. It is not let her in. This dramatic tale with lively rhythms and refrains is enchanted in vivacious illustrations. This is a terrific story to read aloud. So I thought it was really cool that they actually turned it into like a decent selling book, and it looks really really cute. I just wasn't. I wasn't able to. To find it in time to be able to read some of it. Yeah. But uh, cute. that is it. That is the story of the boo hag. It's a good one. Yeah. Short, sweet, but I thought it was cool. The little local tr- tradition. And I, I really thought about it too after having that last Twitter space and them talking about the, the sleep paralysis and different yeah. things like that. I was like, oh, that's a that's a really good one. I should I should cover it. And it's very interesting. So I thought since it was, you know, decently local, that it'd be a fun little one to cover. And it's a fun little one. A little different, different than paranormal. I've been doing a lot of haunted houses and haunted clowns. So I wanted to steer a little bit of a different direction, have a fun little again, I call it a cryptid. I'm not quite sure what it's actually classified as, but it's still a cool little legend. A cryptid, a legend. Yeah, I don't know. I still haven't figured out what it was called on Supernatural. I know that there was one about it. But I know there was an episode and it was like taking the lives of children or something. Right? It was like putting them in comas. Something like that. I remember it, but I don't... And it ended up being the doctor and they found a picture of him from like 200 years before. Yeah, I remember that. I just don't know. I just don't know... um, what it was called that is that that is my story for today all right i'm thinking maybe it was i think it was the hoodoo is what they called it in Mm -hmm. well that would make sense because some of these traditions are based in hoodoo like the boo hag is said to do some some kind of like black magic and stuff and and do things that are related to hoodoo so that would that would make sense now it's bothering me and i like want to find it (laughs) (laughs) when we find it we can post a link on our Patreon 
So people can go and they can look and see. So if you would like to find our Patreon, which we've uploaded a bunch of stuff and good news, we did have our second Twitter space and it was recorded, thought it wasn't, but it was. And I'm so excited that it was. I can go and I can upload that to the Patreon. So any of our Patreon can listen. That one was really fun because that was a lot. It wasn't us telling stories. That one was a lot of hearing other people's stories and other experiences that they've had. So that one was super, super fun. So if you want to listen to that one and then jot down some of your stories and, and things in the comments below on that video, you can go to patreon.com slash truly creepy or just search for truly creepy and we'll pop up on there. We do have those live Twitter spaces from time to time. You can go check out our Twitter at truly underscore creepy. We also have our Instagram at truly creepy, which is linked to our Facebook. So if you do not use Twitter or Instagram, we are on Facebook. You can search truly creepy podcast with Brittany and Sarah. As always, we also have our email address where you can send us any true crime stories or paranormal that you've experienced for yourself or things that you want us to cover or suggestions. We are going to start putting those up as polls so our patrons can actually vote for what we cover. Our Gmail is trulycreepypodcast at gmail.com. Yes, I, I know. I said Gmail. <laughs> You're kind of looking at me like, uh, what? You mean email? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Forget me this time. It's, you know what, it's just been that wild and crazy Friday that I've been been having without any children for <laughs> for the night. So I'm a little, uh, I'm a little confused. I'm not really confused. It's just, it's been a You day. don't know what to do with yourself? It's, listen, it's been a week and I've been in and out of the doctors and been running yes, around. Yes, you've like, had quite the week. I have had quite the week, so here we are. And because of that, we will not have an October 19 crimes. Yes, because because my body wants to be very difficult with me at the moment. I cannot drink alcohol, which means that I cannot drink the wine and give you guys that episode. So I'm hoping that these two Twitter spaces can kind of take the place of that this month and you guys can enjoy those. We'll be back next month with our wine. We already have it and I'm very excited for that one. And I think I covered it all except for going and and making sure that you share us, like us, share us with your friends. I found it. Oh, you did? Okay. So I think... It's season one, episode 18. Honestly, that wouldn't make sense because that's when they did go over a bunch of like legends and stuff. They didn't really get into a big plot. In they that call it season. the Shitriga. Shitriga. Only vulnerable by feeding. And Sam was almost killed by it as a kid. So it may not be the boo hag, but it's definitely something similar. Similar to it, yeah. Shitriga, which is a witch that sneaks in children's bedrooms and sucks the lives right out of them. Okay, that that actually sounds pretty dang close. I'm looking it up now to see what it is. It's a vampiric witch in Albanian mythology and folklore that sucks the blood of infants at night while they sleep. Oh, 
okay so this is this is kind of like a cousin to it this is one of those ones that came off of like the gullah boo hag and then like uh-huh. transformed into something else like over in another so it's kind of like one of those like regional like depending on what region you're in it's like it kind of changes a little bit and so this is kind of like an offspring of it that like went over away from like south carolina and the low country yeah yes but this is and so it's got, similar yeah it's similar it's got that long white hair it's got the glowing eyes it sucks the life off it's got that vam- the vampire while you're sleeping it. yeah while you're sleeping so yes yes that's it Woo-hoo, you found it i knew it was in there <laughs> yay oh this is the creature that the witcher is based off of oh that's interesting i didn't know that the, there's a striga in the witcher well that's actually really cool i haven't seen that well awesome thank you for finding that you're welcome and if anyone could take the time and rate us on spotify or apple Podcasts, we would greatly appreciate that you guys giving us some good ratings bumps us up some more people can see and more people can laugh along and learn along with us and i cannot wait to hear what Brittany has in store yes me too because i don't know yet <laughs> <laughs> it'll be I, a it's surprise been a week. for all <laughs> it, yeah leading leading up to halloween it has been we've we've been on the struggle bus this packs i see i can't even speak this past week has just been crazy absolutely crazy but i think things are finally starting to calm down and get back into a rhythm so i hope that everyone enjoys that extra twitter space and i will have a I have a couple of different topics that I might do next week. I've, I've got some really good ones coming up. So stay tuned. For sure. Alrighty. Keep it truly creepy. Bye. <laughs>